A brief update. It's May the 12th, 2024. I've released just two episodes of this year. My father-in-law passed away in January. He bravely fought a multitude of health issues for well over 15 years. Rest in peace, John. My wife of more than 20 years, Lisa, is remarkably strong, much more so than I. Her outlook on life is always positive and has motivated me to resume my passion project. Research for new episodes is now well underway. Stay tuned and sincere thanks for subscribing to my podcast. On December 21, 2021, the Basketball Hall of Fame announced a list of eligible candidates for the class of 2022. This includes high-profile nominee Tom Chambers. Here is an update on Behind the Game, Episode 1, with added context from the great Jerry Colangelo. Good luck to Tom and all other first-time nominees in their possible journey to the Hall of Fame. This is Behind the Game, Episode 7, January 27, 1989, New York Knicks at Phoenix Suns. Tom Chambers' dunk on Mark Jackson. First, an excerpt from Sam Smith's article, Phoenix Suns Rise from Troubled Days. Just one player, Jeff Hornacek, remains from the 1986-87 team, and he has had three coaches since then. In reference to the Suns, Sam writes, they sent former number one draft choice Ed Pinckney to Sacramento for Eddie Johnson. Speaking of Eddie Johnson, here's EJ, a great guest on episode 41 of my show, explaining how Phoenix rebuilt the team and became instant playoff contenders. The year before, we only had won 28 games. You know, we made some deals during the course of the season. We brought over from Cleveland uh, Kevin Johnson, Mark West, Ty Corbin, and we traded a very popular player in Larry Nance. And then we gave up Mike Sanders. Then we traded James Edwards. We traded Jay Humphreys. I mean, really, we did that team on the fly, really. It was during the course of the season. When Kevin Johnson came over and we, we saw him play, we knew that he was going to be special. And in addition to Mark West and Ty Corbin, two defensive players that just played the game unselfishly, we knew they would help our team. So in the offseason, they had a great draft. They draft Dan Marley, uh, Tim Perry, and Andrew Lang. And so it gave us size and Lang, defensive quickness and athleticism and Tim Perry, and then all-around play and Dan Marley. And then we go to Seattle and we sign Tom Chambers as a free agent. In one swoop, we really redid our team. On July 5, 1988, Tom Chambers joined the Phoenix Suns, becoming the NBA's first unrestricted free agent to sign with another team. Here's an excerpt from my great conversation with the godfather of Arizona sports, the iconic Jerry Colangelo, from episode 127. He details how Tom Chambers came to be a Phoenix Sun. There was a player when the pre-agency was announced, a new piece of pre-agency, which was unrestricted pre-agency. I remember being told that at an NBA owner's meeting. And I kind of looked at Seattle's owner at the time, and I was thinking Tom Chambers. Well, we were told what the new explanation was for unrestricted free agency. And in my mind, I said, you just lost Tom Chambers. In my mind, I didn't say that to him. On the evening at midnight when you could reach out, otherwise before that's tampering, I was on the phone. And hours later, I was in Los Angeles. And couple hours later, I had Tom Chambers. 
He was there with his agent. We struck first. I asked his agent, what do you want? He gave me the number. I said, no, here's what I'm willing to do. You've got 10 minutes to give me an answer. And he responded within the 10 minutes and said, you got yourself a forward. Now, another turnaround, the biggest turnaround ever, from 28 wins to 55 wins in the conference finals because Chambers, Kevin Johnson, West, Corbin, the other players that we had, Marley became a band favorite. And that was a great run with that group of players until we acquired Charles Bartlett. It was a five-year deal, reportedly in the vicinity of $1.8 million per season. Less than 18 months prior, Chambers was named 1987 All-Star Game MVP. Now to the date in question, January 27, 1989. As per Associated Press reports, Knicks GM Al Bianchi announced that 1988 NBA Rookie of the Year Mark Jackson signed a multi-year contract extension with New York. Various newspapers reported terms of the deal to be five years at $1.5 million per season. This announcement was approximately 90 minutes before that night's 7.30pm tip-off, where the visiting Knicks would take on the Phoenix Suns at Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Arizona. For the Knicks, this was the sixth of a seven-game West Coast trip. They were winners of two straight. The Suns aimed to win a fourth consecutive game. A sellout crowd of 14,471 were set to watch not just an exciting game of basketball, they'd be witness to one of the most remarkable slam dunks of all time. In a high-scoring game, the Suns held a 105-98 lead after three quarters. The Knicks countered, reeling off an 11-0 run to start the fourth. Suddenly, the Phoenix faithful were sitting on their hands. New York extended its run and were ahead 116-109 with a little under seven minutes to play. With five minutes left in the game, trailing by four points, the Suns forced a turnover and NBA history happened. Oakley smacking Chambers, threw it away, two on one, KJ to Chambers, yeah! Oh boy, he went right up Mark Jackson. Timeout Knicks, this place is in a frenzy, 4.55 to go and the Suns are back within two. The Suns managed to even the score and had control of the ball with less than 10 seconds to play. Kevin Johnson threw a bounce pass to a driving Mark West. He caught the ball and went up strong to the hoop on the right baseline. West encountered the imposing Patrick Ewing, and a foul was called on Ewing. Five seconds left. Mark West at the free throw line. His first shot hit the back of the rim and missed. West readied for his second shot. Over the years, not a good free throw shooter. 57% this season in regulation. The game is tied at 1.30. Oakley has to keep Chambers out. It's Chambers! Three seconds left. On the miss, the ball rebounded straight to Tom Chambers, who put up a mini left-handed hook over Patrick Ewing with just three seconds remaining. Mark West more than redeemed himself by partially blocking a would-be game-tying jumper with a second left from Gerald Wilkins. An excerpt from Jack Magruder's article titled Suns Defeat Knicks 132-130. Quoting Tom Chambers, The ball came off hard and stuck in my left hand. I went right back up with it. It was perfect, lucky, everything. 
Chambers sealed the win and would cap off a tremendous week, dropping 39 points at Denver the following day and was named the NBA Player of the Week for games ending January 29. Let's close out this episode of Behind the Game with a great audio clip. It's circa 2007 when Mark Jackson was working alongside the great play-by-play man Iron Eagle. Iron, during a break-in play, asked Mark Action Jackson about the impact of the Tom Chambers dunk. You remember that? I remember it. You know, in life, sometimes you're the pigeon and sometimes you're the statue. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess you were the statue, my friend. Yeah. Yeah.